come to Muscle Science for Women, where we are always profesh and know what we're doing. You're like, all right. The sun is coming in weird on me and there's shadows and it's annoying me already. Okay, guys. What? But you look fine. You're using your microphone this. at least. Yeah, this time, the upside to the sunshine has been that we have had a heat wave here for like the last week. And it has been literally like for you Americans, it's like 70 degrees, which it almost November in Canada is like real. Yeah. Warm. Like normally we'd be wearing like the full fall gear and I've been outside in like tank top. So it's amazing. Um, and it's going to make it awesome. even worse when it gets cold in November. And I'm going to be so sad because I do not do not love a winter, a long winter. And I live in a place with the longest winter ever. So you should anyway. just come to California. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually I'm like looking at that cause there's some, a lot of uh grandparent babysitting happening at the end of this year. So I'm actually like going to look into that and we'll talk about that offline. Oh yeah. Excitement. Oh, um, like, can you come for new year's? We could totally sit ooh. on the couch and do nothing on New Year's. <laughs> yeah. That's how I party. That actually could be really good. Okay. Well, we'll talk oh about God. that offline. Okay. Yeah. Very um, exciting. We have some cool questions. We thought that we would try to do some rapid fire, get to know your hosts questions that we source from the internet. And then also there might be a couple of questions here that are like sort of health and wellness related that we can talk to that could help some people. But let's start because we aren't very good at rapid fire. We like to chat, but let's like do this. We and suck see. at rapid fire. We suck at rapid fire, but we're Here, not going to couple today. We're going to do it in a couple sentences or less. Rachel, what is your favorite slice of pizza in New York? Oh my God. Whoa. Buffalo chicken pizza with ranch on top is freaking delicious. From where? Oh, um, it's from Italian Village on 79th and First Avenue where I grew up going and my parents got engaged there because literally we went there every single Friday night. Um, so yeah. And you said with ranch on it. So like, okay. Sounds Uh. weird. And this is like, so like extreme for a pizza, but like, and it's not by any means like healthy, but who cares? It's pizza. Um, if you're gonna eat pizza, like just go for it. Mm -hmm. So it's chicken tenders, like fried, deep fried chicken tenders. You're going all the way. (laughs) Okay. Come on. Deep fried chicken tenders mixed with buffalo sauce so like oh. buffalo fried chicken right put it on a pizza and then drizzle more hot sauce and then a little like drizzle like ranch on top yeah and freaking go to heaven That's okay it. i love this because this is the first time i've ever heard you talk about like a deeply indulgent junk food like normally you're like oh i'll have a squash with some cinnamon Listen, on it. i was like, a fat kid is- well, I was a fat kid. That's amazing. Okay. That's an amazing answer. <laughs> I commend you. Now but I want to talk more about this because it's rapid like so fire. funny. Rapid Shit. fire. Shoot. Um, Shit. I have, I have an unpopular answer and that is that I am actually not a fan of tomato sauce. So I like a white pizza. Uh-huh. Mm. I don't like red sauce pizza. I mean, I'll eat it just like, you know, anybody will eat like a burger or chips or any kind of junk food. Like I'll eat it, but I prefer a white pizza and like my favorite, it's actually here, but it's like white pizza with prosciutto and like some honey. And it's almost Mm. like a savor and balsamic. Like it's a very like bougie sounding, but it's delicious. But Lombardi's in New York has a really good white pizza. Okay. Um, but I know already that like somebody, uh, obviously a New Yorker asked me this and like, 
I posted on social media and I know like a lot of people are going to give me hate for the white pizza thing, but I just, I don't like a saucy pizza. It's just not really my jam. So anyway, moving on rapid fire. Okay. Um, Damn it. I just want to talk about pizza the whole episode. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Great question that I think we've actually talked about before, but how did you two meet? We, you can, you you can add, yeah, you can add anything, but we met at a keto con, right? It was a keto. Oh no, I think it was keto. keto, And here's why I think it was, it was in Austin and this was Mm -hmm. like probably 2018, maybe I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I believe it was a keto con because we met at this like VIP meaty carnivore keto dinner at this Brazilian steakhouse. And it was very dude heavy. It was sort of like, um, Sean Baker and, um, and Penny Vega and yeah, Yeah. all these dudes. And then you were like one of the only women there. And I think we had sort of kind of knew who each other was like very generally before. Um, but I came over to talk to you because you were again, like I knew sort of knew who you were and you were like one of the only other chicks there. And I was like, hello. And then we (laughs) met and became friends. Yeah. That's basically, I remember like, I remember, you know, when you remember those moments in your life that are just like, like you remember them like they're yesterday. I remember I was staying at the end, like all the way at the end, we were at like, a steak like one of the all you can eat steak places or whatever and the table was just like huge and i thought it was paleo fx but maybe it was keto con um and i remember like whoever i was sitting next to got up and left and then you came and just like scooted in you're like hey <laughs> yeah, like, you were wearing you a pink tank top i remember oh God, this yeah. i have this memory because think about it like we you never know like when you sit down and say hi to somebody like did we ever think that we would be like business partners and like doing all this stuff together? Like, it's crazy how it happens, but if people don't, you know, talk IRL when they get a chance, like I could have easily been like, Oh, I think I know that girl on Instagram, but like never really talked to you or whatever. And here we are. So yeah. Pretty cool. Awesome. cool. I like it. Okay. Unknown talent or passion or hobby. I actually answered, I answered a couple of these on Instagram already. And I said, I don't know if this is like an unknown talent, but I'm pretty sure you are a baller. You're good at basketball, right? Oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can, that would, I was trying to think of one and yeah, I like some <laughs> basketball. Didn't you, do you play in, in school? I, well, this is a whole other story, but I was, go, I wanted to go to college and play basketball, not like a D one. I was not good enough for D one, but like D two or D three but I got injured my junior year of high school, which was like the prime time year. Um, and I missed my whole AAU season cause I had to get surgery on my ankle. And like, I was like non-bearing for six weeks mm. and all that stuff. So yeah, it sucked and kind of switched gears, but yeah, basketball is, that's uh, like my favorite will always be my favorite sport. Mm. Um, that's cool. How, I think yeah. I know this, but how tall are you? Five, five. Yeah. You're not tall. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, how about you? What'd you say? I, well, actually I didn't really have anything at the moment, but now I think it's not even really a skill, but it's something that I like. And if I had more time and was less of a wuss about it, my, like the sport that I would like to do that I don't currently do is, um, arm wrestling. And it's because I have always like, I've always loved muscle. I've always loved working out. And I always had this bit of a, like, kind of like bro-y meathead, like bravado about me that I like doing like feats of strength. Like I'm just like kind of a annoying that way. And so I was always the person who like at weddings, you know, people are getting kind of drunk and being silly with each other. And like, you have an arm wrestle and I'm like, always like trying to get chicks to arm wrestle me and stuff. But ironically, I know, I would dare say I'm friends with, I'm connected with one of the world's best 
arm wrestlers. Literally, he is, he travels around the world. Anybody who knows about competitive arm wrestling knows this person. His name's Devin Larratt. And he, for, for a long time in life, he was in Canadian special forces. So he and my husband knew each other. Um, and he literally would travel all over the world and do these competitions. And he's, it's crazy. He's like six, five and his arms are like twice the length and size of anybody else's. Like he's a freak of nature. He's really good. And he gave me a couple, um, lessons. And like, this is really in this world. It's like, if like Michael Jordan gave you like a lesson on how to play basketball. Like it's crazy. So even from like the limited interaction I have with him, I know enough tricks that I feel like I could beat like a lot of people (laughs) because it's technical just the way that, you know, any sport is, but it's super fun. And it's just, I don't know. I just like that. Like just feats of strength. I just think it's cool. So, um, yeah, I could, I could probably beat a lot of people at arm wrestling. So that's my one. Love it. Yep. Okay. Remind me to never arm wrestling. Well, I can teach you when we get, I can teach you the tricks okay. because it's, it, of course it's about being strong, but like, if you know the tricks that other yeah, people don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, cool. okay. What other questions do I have for you? Let me see. What's your favorite place to travel to and why? Um, I have an answer if you want to think for a second. Yeah, you go, you go. I, I mean, I, there's so many places I still want to travel to and I've yeah. had, I've been able to travel to a lot of places. I'm very fortunate, but just one kind of big trip that sticks out of my mind that was so incredible. Um, pre-kid and pre-pandemic, uh, Alex and I would, because he was in the military and he had like interesting, like he'd be deployed for a really long time, but then he'd get like a month off. So we'd be able to take like long vacations mm-hmm. and, um, one time we went to Israel, we went to Tel Aviv, and we also spent some time outside of the city in some places that like tourists would never go or never know to go because he had been there um, for work at a certain point. And anyway, so he knew the place quite well. Um, and we went for three weeks over Christmas one year and we just got to like live there. And that's one of the things that we really like to do. We did that in San Diego, unfortunately, before I knew you and uh, a couple other places we would go and we'd just be like, all right, we're going here for like three weeks or a month. And we're just going to live yeah. here. Um, and those were always my favorite vacations because it's unhurried and you just get to like do what you want to do and hang out and learn what it's like to live there instead of be a tourist there. And Tel Aviv is one of the most beautiful cities on the planet. And it has like this massive shoreline and parks and beaches all along it that like is right on the edge of the city. Like you're walking in the city, you walk to like the, the, you know, beach and all Mm -hmm. down it, there's like outdoor gyms that like adults are working out on and playing and like people there are beautiful. And there's all kinds of like amazing food and like jewelry shops. And it's just very like cosmopolitan and cool. And, uh, the people there are really, um, uh, just strong minded, (laughs) confident people. And I liked that. And it was just a really, really amazing place to visit. Um, and it's, and it's, I just feel like I, I got to get an experience that like a lot of tourists wouldn't get even for in some instances, like safety reasons and stuff. We Mm -hmm. got to like have a different kind of experience, which was very cool. So anyway, that's cool. My experience. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Um, I would say just thinking back from past trips two that stand out to me, I went to Alaska on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when I was younger though, with my family, that was really cool. Cause we did like did different excursions and like, you're literally on a cruise, like, uh, sit, like 
boating through glaciers. We landed on a, we took a helicopter and landed on a glacier, which is really cool. So lots of different stuff there. And then a few years ago, I went to Germany um, mm. and some other, like, so we went to Germany uh, and some other places within there. And it was during Christmas. So all of the Christmas markets were out. So that mm-hmm. was really cool because we got to experience like all the different like uh, markets and and like all the food and all that yeah. stuff. So that was that was really cool. And it was right before COVID. So it was all like we we lucked out there. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I think we went to Prague. Um, I don't know. I don't even Brussels. remember. Brussels, maybe. Any There's of the, four like, different play f- places that we went. Scandinavian places. Everyone tells me that yeah. like Sweden and Finland and Norway and Denmark and all those places are amazing. They're quite expensive though. Know. Yeah, I, I can't even remember. I suck at remembering like, geography stuff. yeah all right well yeah anyway um cool next okay <laughs> next next question <laughs> like is rapid fire what does uh an off day no workout day look like for you for me um it is i usually go on a longer walk like a kind of I, I go on walks throughout the day but i'll go on like a longer one on an off day um just to like be outside a little bit more um and then i'll do uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so just go for a walk. Yeah. And I've been doing like, I'll do like some stretches and mobility. I have like my morning routine. So I do that um, like uh, every morning. So maybe I'll do a little bit more of that on an off day. Um, but typically it's just relaxing, a little mm-hmm. extra movement if I want just to get outside. This might be um, a dumb question, but is there any like good, like, hiking trail running biking around you yeah so there's um oh that's one thing i do like but that's on weekends and it is on an off day on sundays i'll go like on a bike ride around the neighborhood just gradual sometimes it'll be like a 10 mile bike ride but just like very gradual although we do have a lot of hills as you know in san diego Mm -hmm. so some of them sometimes it gets a little spicy there yeah Um, but i try to avoid those (laughs) um but yeah there's a lot of hikes and stuff and I've pretty much done all of them, like Tory Pines and all the ones in San Diego that, and I've done them a few times that I'm kind of just like, you know, over it. Yeah. Um, so I'll just, you know, go out and walk around the neighborhood. So that's yeah, one good you? thing you can do when you come here, because we're very close to like a massive national park in Quebec, actually. Like I'm in Ontario, but I'm very close to Quebec and there are so many trails and like a lot of them are quite intense like obviously you can do them but like you might not be like having a conversation the whole time like you're going up and it's like intense and there's there's so many that you don't necessarily get bored do you ski i grew up skiing like with my family and stuff but i don't i haven't done it recently downhill or cross cross country or both downhill i i don't i've never done cross country yeah okay like yeah yeah Okay. Me too. Cause yeah, we, I'm kind of the same. Like I grew up skiing since I was like three and I've only gone probably a handful of times since I've been like a full adult really, but I do kind of feel like it sort of comes back. Like I wouldn't want to strap on some skis today and go like do a black diamond, but like, it is sort of like riding a bike. bike. Yeah. You can, you know, kind of do it. That would be fun. Um, We should go on a ski trip. Yeah. Well here again, here, if you were ever going to come here in the winter, like I'm near like massive ski resorts like it's we're yeah. a winter wonderland up here so anyway something to think about um 
but yeah, on my off days, it's the same. It's like, you know, I, again, now that I have a child, I don't get an off day. Really. I get an off day from going to the gym, but I don't get like a day to fully relax. I'd love to just like sleep in and not have to wake up someday. So that'll hopefully happen again. Um, but yeah, just walks, bike rides, going to the park, playing in the park. We might go for like a little hike. Cause we have a cool little backpack that we can stick him in. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just sort of don't, I feel less bad about off days. I feel like there's probably a phase there where I like felt more guilty yeah. about like, not even good. Like there are some days where maybe, I mean, that's pretty rare, but like some days where maybe I don't even try to go for a walk. Like maybe some days I barely move at all. It's like, if that's the exception, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to not feel guilty about it. I mean, if you're yeah. doing that a lot, that's not good for you, but sometimes, an, sometimes a rest day can literally be like watching Netflix and like Mm -hmm. making food in your house and hanging out and like calling your friends and whatever. Yeah. Um, that's something that I like have been, I know we're doing rapid fire, but I think it's important to say like, that's something that I've really, that's really changed just my overall mentality over the past, I would say few years. Um, I like stopped trying to just always be doing something and like feeling guilty for just like, not yes. like if my mind's not working and re especially recently, like I've been waking up really early in the morning. Like I start on work you know, I wake up at like five, five thirty, and then I'll start like after I do my morning stuff, I'll start working at like six thirty, and that's when my brain's like prime time. Yeah. Um, so I get a lot of work done, and then like, you know, if I think about it, like sometimes I'll feel like if it's three in the afternoon, I'm like I don't really like have the energy to do anything right now, but it's only three o'clock. Like I feel like I need to do more. Then I think back and I'm like I've been up since six thirty working. Like I can chill for a sec. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas maybe like two years ago, it was like just go, 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 go. Like if I, if I didn't work till, you know, six or something, I'm like missing out and I'm missing like critical time that I keep spending, like building my business and stuff like that. And now it's like, I get just as much done, but I'm like, my mind is there way more than mm -hmm. if I'm like forcing stuff. So I think that's also something to just think about, like, it's okay to literally just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like yes. you should, you only live one life, right? Like enjoy those times. And um, especially if you are going to have downtime, which is so human and needed, don't spend it feeling guilty too. Like yeah. that's the thing. And that's how I feel about the whole like eating. And like, when you decide to eat something that's not ideal for you, like the worst thing you could do is it's not eating the cupcake. It's feeling like shit while you eat the cupcake. Mm -hmm. Like just do it. If you're going to do it, just do it. And if you're going to sit around and watch Netflix because you are tired and you worked hard, just enjoy it. Don't feel guilty. Like, yeah. Yes, we should be the whole reason why you work so hard is so that you can have time where you don't have to work so hard. I think that's the thing we forget because we live in a culture that doesn't really um, encourage or or support people just relaxing and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. We support like work harder, like, oh, you you're successful and you make money. You better work harder so you can be more successful and make more money. And it's a yeah. real conscious decision we have to make to balance how hard we work with what are the rest of our life we want it to look like, you know? And I, it's funny because I actually wanted to, we can, we can less rapid fire now. Cause this is more interesting, but like, I wanted to ask you this. I was thinking about this the other day, as I was thinking about our work together and sort of my business and the things I want to do. And a good friend of mine who recently quit her job to become a full-time artist, which is incredible. And I was thinking about you and like, did you did you know you wanted to be like an entrepreneur that like worked for yourself? Or did you think like, I'm going to be working at some company or somewhere and then mm -hmm. 
you know, like what, what, what were your thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I had literally no idea, um, about that. I, I had no intention of having my own business. Um, when I got out of grad school, cause I went to grad school for nutrition and exercise physiology. I worked as an athletic trainer in grad school. Um, and I thought like, that's what I got my undergrad degree. in. so I thought I wanted to be an athletic trainer. And then after grad school, I was like, eh, no, like I want to do nutrition more. And I am more focused on that. Um, and so coming out of grad school, I had a job for one year at a nutrition supplement at a, at a supplement company. And they were actually one of the like OG supplement companies. And they were the sponsor of like Mr. Olympia for like mm-hmm. years on end. They don't exist anymore. Um, some crazy stuff, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, so I moved back to Florida and I worked as the nutrition scientist. That was my title, you know, going into an office every single day, like wearing all the clothes, <laughs> like work people clothes, clothes. <laughs> work clothes. Um, I lived in West Palm Beach. Um, and so I did that for a year. And then after a year, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I don't want to mm-hmm. do this. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I want to experience something different. Picked a place on the map and said, let's go there. San Diego came here. And I, when I came to San Diego, I thought that I was going to like find a job here, like another, like, you know, typical job. But then I ended up doing some freelance stuff. Like I was doing some free freelance writing for, um, actually perfect keto was the first company that I did some freelance stuff for when they started. And then I was doing some other stuff, working with Ben a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few things there. And then eventually I was like, Oh, like I, I like coaching people. So I'm going to start this up. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I only spent like one year in like the quote unquote corporate corporate world, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of like persistence and some courage and some risk tolerance to do this kind of stuff. Like I feel very, very grateful for the kind of lifestyle I have, but I also know like to give us both some credit that this kind of work is not for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, if we don't, if we aren't constantly producing and providing value and working, we don't get paid. Whereas a lot of people, get paid just for showing up, honestly. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is the reality in a lot of cases. So, um, it's all jobs have their ups and downs, but, um, I think it's, it's always unique and interesting to like find out how people came to either work for themselves or be entrepreneurs or, you know, because it just in a world again, that really tells us like, this is how life goes, you know, especially if you're, if you grow up in a, in a situation where you're quite, you know, privileged and you have these opportunities, you go to school, you get as much education as you can, you go get a job that pays you really good and then get mm-hmm. married and have kids and all that stuff, which, you know, whatever. But yeah, to, to say like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to step away from something that is secure mm-hmm. to go do something that I think will, is better for me and will help more people um, and will make me happier. I mean, that's not easy to do. So yeah. yeah. And it is a lot of work. Like, yeah. You know, when I first, and I'm sure this was with you too, when I first, you know, started my own business and coaching and wanted to build it, like there, I spent years, like it was like working seven to seven or like, I'm like six to eight, like at, you know, mm-hmm. five, seven days a week, there was periods of time. And so like you, like I put in the work and not saying that that was healthy, but I was like, it was, a there was a time and a place to kind of do that during like different. And and this happens too. Like we have different kind of seasons of the year where maybe we're going through a launch and it's like, all right, this is like, we got to put a lot of, 
you know, a lot more time and effort in now and then pull it back a little bit. So it's kind of like ebb and flows throughout the year, which I found kind of happens with me. Like some, like there'll be parts of the year where I'm super, super busy. Um, and then there'll be other parts where I'm like, okay, I need to like chill out a little bit and it's okay to like bring it down a notch. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's just like ebbing and flowing with that and understanding that that's part of the, you know, entrepreneur lifestyle for a lot of people. So, and the other thing too, we've experienced this together. The other thing that a lot of people don't realize is tough from our perspective is, um, launching something, creating something and launching it and hoping that people buy it, use it, like it, see it, you know, like our biggest thing is like trying to actually connect with people who can benefit from the work that we do without um, selling out, without doing things in a shady, sneaky way, like a lot of people do on the internet. Um, Like the fear of like, we put a lot of work into something. We put a lot of our personality and our beliefs and what we think is going to help people into something. And we want it to do well, right? It's like, it's, it's, and you know, we both have written books, like these things that are parts of ourselves that we then have to put Mm -hmm. out and hope that other people see it and value it and like it. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that can be hard as well. So (laughs) anyway, not to, not to like be all like dramatic about it, but it is, you know, it's a, it can be an intense job. It can be an amazing job and it can be Mm -hmm. also poopy sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's pivot and go back to more, more questions. I think, I mean, maybe we can do like one or two more questions. Um, So this one is about sauna and cold plunge. So like hot and cold therapy stuff. Do you do it? Do you like it? What do you think? I don't personally do it that often. Um, I wish I had a sauna that was accessible. When I get a house, I will definitely be putting a sauna in there Mm -hmm. um, with my home gym as well. Um, But I don't do it that often. Like sometimes I'll do like cold showers every now and then, um, but I'm a wuss, so... Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often, but I think there can be, I think there are absolutely benefits to that, um, you know, hot and cold therapy, cold therapy, things like that, cold plunges, um, just from like a nerve, like a resiliency standpoint, mm-hmm. not only from a, you know, nervous system uh, perspective, but also just from a mind perspective. Like when you do things that you don't want to do and they suck and they hurt it, you build resiliency. Um, and that is important for life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like that hormetic stress, you know, um, but too much of anything can be a bad thing. Um, so mm-hmm. keep that in mind, but yeah, I know you have a sauna, right? Yeah. And it's funny cause this question Jealous. actually reminded me, but yeah, I've had a, a, just like a personal infrared sauna for a long time, but I literally have not used for two years because I have been pregnant or uh, breastfeeding and like breastfeeding, technically I could still go in the sauna, but like I'm already fighting dehydration constantly. Like I, I just didn't want to add that stressor mm-hmm. to my body when I'm already doing a bunch of other stuff, but I'm starting to phase that out now and the weather's getting cooler. So I'm like, I am definitely adding the nightly sauna back into my life because if for nothing else, there's that mild hormetic stress thing, but then it's also like 40 minutes that I am getting to myself to not be mm-hmm. distracted by something else or whatever. Um, it's like a nice little like me time thing. So I'm super pumped about that. Um, the cold side of things, like I like an ice bath every once in a while. Like if, if it's like an event and it's there and people are doing it, like I, I think it's cool and it's fun. And I do also like a polar bear plunge every now and then, like mm. actually in the lake. Um, and I've done that a few times and it feels 
horrible and then it feels amazing. So I do kind of yeah. like that, but I am not into daily cold showers and I refuse to buy into that because I live in a place, again, I know I complain about this all the time, but I live in a place that six months of the year going outside and being alive is cold cold therapy. Like I'm not taking a fucking, sorry, a cold shower when it's minus 35 outside. No, thank you. So (laughs) if that, if that would make me live a year longer or make my skin a little bit nicer, I'll take the hit because I'm not taking a cold shower. Not doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty. I wanna, I'm trying to think if like in the history of this podcast before the rebrand, if I talked about or interviewed anybody about this subject, I'll look back and if there is anything or if you did on your podcast, we can we can mm-hmm. put it in the show notes. But I mean, again, I think exactly what you said, like these mild hormetic stressors are good. They build actual physical resiliency, but probably more important mental resiliency. But you can also get that doing a lot of things. You know, you can like in the winter, I tell some of my clients who like don't want to get their steps in because it's cold. I'm like, suck it up. Like put on the right clothes and go for the walk anyway, because it's good for you. And it builds character. (laughs) Like just go do it because it's good for you, even if it's mildly uncomfortable. Um, So you don't necessarily have to do, you know, the sauna and cold plunge stuff. But another person that you, if you actually are interested in this and you really want to nerd out on it, uh, Rhonda Patrick, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she actually, and she's obviously incredibly intelligent. She has a podcast and she um, has done, I think, a, a, a lot of research in this area, like actual scientific rigorous research um, on the benefits. So check her out because um, mm-hmm. she could give you more information. So, um, yeah. all right, maybe we should, we should wrap this up. Uh, no more questions. Damn. I mean, six- there's only actually one more good one, but I, think I just like be- talking to you. I know. I know. Especially since we, as you said in another episode, we like, don't, we purposely don't talk about anything yeah. interesting offline. Cause we're like, save it, <laughs> save it for the podcast. Yeah. Um, I do think that's kind of the only, there's one other one that I think could make a whole episode, but let me just check and see. If, well, okay. Here's one last one and then we'll be done, but it's kind of putting okay. you, putting us on the spot. Cause I don't know if I can think of one right off the bat, but this person asked about book recommendations and they didn't say fitness related, health related, or just pleasure related. Um, so either well, way. I actually have a whole book recommendation list on Ooh. Amazon that I created. Um, so I can send the link. I think it's amazon.com slash shop slash. Yeah. You should just send the link. <laughs> just send the link. I don't know. I don't know. I can look up, but I have a bunch of recommendations there that are nutrition, training, um, like mindset, um, mm. self-development, kind of like that whole realm, books that I've read that I have on my bookcase there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. Do you read well, like fiction for fun at all? Not really. Yeah. Um, I just never, I've never been much of a reader like mm. until when I grow up <laughs> mm. but still like with fiction i i tend to not i probably should get into it like i feel like that would be relaxing mm-hmm. and like something that i should try i mean it's escapism on my list. it's yeah. escapism like i i'm the opposite i was i i'm less of a reader now because of netflix and children and all my other excuses yeah. but i used to literally read like a book a week for most of my life and when i was a kid i like i was reading like adult like mystery thriller horror novels when I was like eight years old. Like, I think it probably messed up my brain, but I, I was like, I love to read. I really, really love to read. And I think 
fiction is totally underrated um, because it is such escapism. It's so pleasurable. It's not as obsessive the same way Netflix is where you just sit there and I'm speaking for myself, but like you mindlessly can watch it for 10 hours. Like you're purposely deciding to pick up or put this book down. And the other thing that makes it good and like why there's this like joke about the books always better is like, if you're, if you're reading a book that becomes like a major motion picture or something, right. When you read it, the characters and the the world and the story is in your head. You get to yeah. make it up. Like you get to decide what these people look like and like what's happening. And then you see it in a movie and you're like, that's not the guy. Like the, it's in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why it's kind of always better when you read the book first. But yeah, so I'm a big fan of fiction. I mean, the last two that come to mind, if anybody is in the market for fiction that I really like, um, one is called The Goldfinch and it's a really it's set in New York. So you might like that, but it's it's a very like um, it's it's a big story and it's kind of like emotional and intense. And you might look at the book and be like, oh, don't do it, which is what kept me from reading it for a couple of years because it's a long book. It's like, I don't know, 700 pages or something, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it's really good and really worth reading. And then the other book, what's it called? The Goldfinch. Okay. Yeah, really good. And then the other one that I literally recommend to every human when I read it, I just wanted to like go outside and like scream into the street. Like everyone needs to read this book. It's called The Power. And I forget the author's name. It's a woman, but it's a like dystopian future story. Um, Mm -hmm. That's basically looking at back in the past in, you know, human history, if women were the physically stronger, superior species like how it would have changed the course of world history and it is not what you think and it's insane and it's such a good story and it's intense like it's kind of dark and weird in places too but everybody should read it it's so good it's called the power so anyway those are my two fiction recommendations but yeah i'm looking over at my like health nutrition whatever and i've got like a ton so maybe that's something we could do um we could combine forces and put our like top 10 sort of like wellness, fitness, yeah. health book recommendations together. That could be cool. Yeah. We still have to make our playlist. Yeah. we got to do a damn playlist too. Uh, okay. Okay. But I'm I want to ask, I want to, I want to ask something else. Cause I want to go back to like childhood memory stuff. Cause okay. the pizza question just is sticking with me. Um, <laughs> and, th- and then, you know, we can sign off. Um, but is there anything like, like what was your favorite kind of indulgence as a kid or like, I don't know. Is there anything that you can remember that you're just like obsessed with when it comes food or like toys or what? Like, what are we talking about? I mean, I don't anything food. I just it like, completely it, depends like, on the era, right? Like, okay. if you're talking like kid or like teenager, like preteen, like yeah. I, it's such. A I'm just thinking question. back because like you the like when you were like oh like I mentioned pizza and all this stuff like when I was in high school and below like I was a like I wasn't fat, but I was chubby and I was like food, like stuff my face with food 24 seven, like mm. anything, everything um, before I learned about nutri- nutrition. Um, was it but- something you thought about when you were a kid? Like, did you think like, oh, I'm like a little chubby. I wish I didn't look like this. Or did you, did it not really factor in until you kind of got older mm-hmm. and cared about nutrition? Yeah. Not until like probably high school. Um, but I wasn't like overweight. Um, and I was always athletic and so yeah. that definitely bounced out a little bit, but I just remember like, I did have a really chubby kid face and I can, my mom actually sent me a picture like, and this is why this is remind me, remind me of it last week where I just, 
it was it's it's really bad um i'll send it to you and you're gonna die laughing like <laughs> literally die laughing um and i just like for some reason i'm having this memory going back have you ever been to the mansion uh diner it's on 86 in york um it's been there forever it's like literally across the street from my apartment oh, building that i, I grew up so. in Mm, um, it's so. near like Gracie's mansion in the park there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's like a, a diner, obviously. And I used to go there with my dad after like softball games and softball because I played basketball and softball um, when I was younger, like my whole life. And softball, you literally don't do it. Like you literally stand there. I, I played first base and catcher. Um, so like you just stand there and I'd be like, let's go to the mansion after and literally i would get these like big ass bacon chili cheeseburgers with like a huge side of home fries like fried like potatoes but like the home fries or like the hash brown type things and just slathered in ketchup and i i kid you not i was probably like <laughs> just like crushed three thousand calories and oh, i yeah. didn't think about it um but yeah it's amazing what you can get away with when you're a teenager like young or like preteen like the amount of because your body is just working so hard all the time I mean I I I don't remember it's interesting because I always like to eat I always ate but I don't remember being like a food obsessive person until probably like maybe university or even beyond like when I found Mm -hmm. like a real interest in food aside from this tastes good. I'm hungry. Like, and that was maybe when I became like a full-fledged adult and I was traveling and I lived in New York and there was so many opportunities Mm -hmm. and options. And so I was really interested in food. And then very quickly on the heels of that came, okay, but I also care about health and being buff and stuff. So how do I worry about nutrition? But I, even from a young age, it was always sweet foods for me. Like I, Mm -hmm. like burgers and fries and pizza, like uh, whatever. But like, I remember one year, my mom for my birthday and we were young. So it must've been, I might've been like 10 or 11. And I had like some sleepover with like 10 of my friends and each of us got our own cake to decorate. (laughs) And if you don't live in Canada, if you don't live in Canada, you won't know this reference probably, but it's they're They're like basically like freezer cakes. They're called McCain cakes and they're cake. They're not ice cream, but you like buy them in like the freezer section. They're just like a typical sheet cake with some, like, I don't even know what the hell you'd call the icing, whatever, (laughs) but it's a very nostalgic. Like it was very, it was delicious to me at the time. And we each got our own cake to decorate. So we just like crushed a cake to ourselves. Like I, I think back to like a certain generation (laughs) where parents like, but like there was less, there was less concern about, there was less obesity for sure. There was less concern about these things, but there was also like so much less awareness of nutrition. Like now I feel like kids are raising a lot of people, parents are raising their kids worried about what they're eating. And that was not even a concept in like the eighties or earlier, like parents weren't like, is this food healthy? They're just like, are you going to eat it? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess there was, there was maybe like a eat your vegetables at the dinner table, but like people just weren't worried about it the same way we are now. Like we were having this conversation because as at the time of this recording, it's pre Halloween. I don't know when this is going to come out, but um, we were talking about how, when we trick or treated, we literally went out with a pillowcase. Yeah. Do you do this? Yes. Oh my God. I was just going to say something. I'll let you say, and then don't let me forget, but a pillowcase and it would come home full of candy. And like, I, I don't know, maybe other people's parents were different, but like my parents were like, okay, let me take this and you can have four pieces today and four pieces. No, you took that pillowcase into your bedroom and you did whatever you were going (laughs) to do with it. Right. And like now these days I'm talking to like parents who have older kids because it's not even an issue for Magnus yet, but, and they're like, 
you know, that's ridiculous. Like you can't come home with five pounds of candy. That's insane. And I was just like, that wasn't my experience. Like we crushed it. And like our parents, but our parents weren't thinking, oh, you're going to be overweight or diabetic or sick. They were just like, oh God, this kid's going to be hyper. Like this kid's going to be off the wall. Like it's just so crazy. Like the difference, I guess, in culture anyway. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say that. So I grew up trick or treating in like my apartment building is 38 floors. So my parents still live there. Um, and so we would literally put on like our costume, go down to the lobby, and then we'd walk up the, the 38, like the staircase, 38 flights and go into each, um, like each floor that had, I think like 10 apartments in each floor and like fill up like a huge pillowcase or whatever, like a, a garbage bag of candy. And then we'd change costumes and do it like a second time. That's so amazing. <laughs> that is such a power move. I love but, it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then we just like, you know, take the huge bag of candy. I can remember this like yesterday and just like dump the whole thing like on my bedroom floor and just be like doing angels like yes. in candy angels. 100%. Oh, I love <laughs> and it. And then I just like stuff my face and get sick after because... Way too much, but I I might steal this idea from you because I was thinking like, I've got a couple years where Magnus is not eating this candy. Obviously right now he's 14 months. There's no way I'm giving him like full on candy, but when he gets old enough, like two, three, four, when I can take him trick or treating, but like, he's not going to eat all that candy. Guess what? Guess who gets (laughs) to put it in their Ninja creamy ice creams instead, but I can even put him in different workout. There you go. It should work out, but I could put them in different costumes. Keep going around the block. I mean, of course, everyone will know us and that's not going to work, but yeah. I'd try it. I would totally try it. I you love that power move. Love it. I love that so much. Anyway. Okay. Now we can go, but this was super yeah, fun. Yeah. I actually kind of like this, like get to know your hosts thing. I hope people enjoyed yeah. it as much as we did because we're getting to yeah. know stuff about each Send other in too. More questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love we it. We can do this. We, we can do- even like start like one, like the podcast off with like one get to know you question or whatever. Yeah. But then we go down a pizza rabbit hole and here we are. So, well, we can set Um, a timer, like a a timer limit. hmm. Anyway, Uh, whatever. Ashley doesn't like the idea. I'm just going (laughs) to Our sponsor is active stacks, new sponsor, super pumped. They are the opposite of candy because they're a protein powder company who actually has good ingredients and not a lot of extra stuff. And their flavors are good. They're like very naturally, um, uh, sourced. And by natural, I don't mean like, you know, natural ingredients. You don't know what the hell that means. Like vanilla has vanilla bean in it. Chocolate has cocoa in it, like real flavors. Um, Mm -hmm. and you actually put me onto them and we both decided that this would be a good partner for us because, you know, we like our protein. We like our healthy, good ingredients. We like to make protein ice cream. And also we get asked a lot about what are some good like protein powder sources, because there's so many out there and it can be so Mm -hmm. confusing and who it's very hard to kind of source good quality stuff. So, um, that's it. So active stacks, uh, our code is MSW 10. You want to try them out and it's activestacks.com. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah. I I mean, just, you know, the, like you mentioned, the ingredients are super pure i guess you could use that word um nothing you know weird in them um i use it for mostly ice cream you there is a kind of note to say that the amino acid it is beef isolate protein it doesn't taste like beef 
by any means. Um, but it is something if you are, you know, sensitive to whey and you're like looking for an alternative, it, it's kind of an alternative, but at the same time, it doesn't have all the um, kind of same amino acids that whey does. So for us, we use it as just like another kind of supplement to our diet of already meat and eggs. And like we get enough of the essential amino acids. So this would be um, more and use it as a supplement, just mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, it is a make, supplement, supplement make, your diet, <laughs> make your shakes or your yogurt treats or your ice cream or your baked goods healthier and yeah. tastier, add some protein, add some glycine yeah. to it. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Active stacks. You're the best. And thank you to everybody who sent in questions. We're always asking for input and feedback on social media, but you can also send us an email at muscle science for the number four women at gmail.com. And you can put mm -hmm. any comments or questions or feedback there. And you can also super, super easy guys leave a rating and review because that is literally how podcasts stay alive. And it takes mm -hmm. such little effort and time. And it means so much to us and we'll read the reviews and it makes us happy. So consider yes. that for us. That would be very nice. Please. All right. Until sure. next time. All right. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>